Welcome everyone to this week's episode of 3x3 Hustle Hype. This is your host, Greg Hyer, 3x3 Australian squad member, 2019 World Cup participant and 2019 Asian Cup gold medalist. And I am pumped to uh, introduce my next uh, guest for this week's uh, podcast. And is that is 2019 3x3 World Cup gold medalist, number 18 ranked player in the world and number four in the USA. And that is Damon Huffman. Welcome to the show, mate. How's everything going? Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here. You know, it's a, it's a welcome distraction from my normal life in quarantine. So, yeah, it, so I mean, whereabouts are you located at the moment? And um, I mean, stuck somewhere or, or how's it all going? Yeah, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, um, I'm in Michigan. I was visiting my dad for his birthday and the quarantine lockdowns went into place. So I've been in Michigan staying with him since March 6th. So I'm looking to get back to Seattle next week where I live. Um, but yeah, I'm making the best with what I can. Of course. And he's staying in relative good nick. I know you, I mean... The the only competition that I'm getting right now is uh, pickleball with my brother, and <laughs> we're having some serious battles. He was also a professional basketball player, so I like to think that that's a good workout. You know, it's short court, fast paced, not yeah, the same yeah. skill sets, but it's a good workout. Take back to the to the big time, brother, yeah. brother robbery. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like we're playing one on one again in the driveway, but we decided to play pickleball instead of hoops. Uh, it's awesome. Mate, uh, I want to start from the beginning and, if, and just give the, the viewers and listeners a little bit of a, a background um, where it all started in terms of you for your own um, your basketball career, collegiate career, and then your initial pro- professional career. If you can just touch on that just for a moment before we head into the trend, um, 3x3. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I did the traditional basketball route in the US. Um, I played Division One basketball at Brown University, which is in the Ivy League. So we play against schools like Harvard, Princeton, Yale. Um, had a really good career, was Ivy League Rookie of the Year, uh, first team all Ivy League. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to sign in Europe directly out of college. Um, I, I went on to play for a club in Belgium, um, OKP All-Star. We played there for three years. And it was a good fit for me. And the league was also good for me. Um, kind of based on my skill sets and and the style of play. It's a little bit more physical, um, more tactical. And and then I got hurt. I uh, dislocated my left knee and they cut me. And so it was was an eye-opening experience of professional sports and kind of like this can happen to anybody at any time. Okay, dog uh, watch. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I mean, I was also under the gun anyways, just – um, you know, there's a million guards out there. There's not a million seven footers. So, um, I, I transitioned from Belgium to the Netherlands, uh, team took a chance on me, uh, land stayed basketball club. Um, and that's where I really developed a lot of, um, technical skills, you know, the toughness in, in playing the style in Belgium was one thing. Uh, Netherlands was like, a lot of screen and rolls over and over and over. Um, and I thank my coach for that, um, Herman Vanderbilt. And then I was actually kind of at that point in my fourth professional career, like I'm not going to make enough money playing basketball to retire. So <laughs> yeah. I, I had to make a choice. Like, do I keep, 
keep playing and doing what I love um, or do I go to school? And so I found a way to do both um, by playing in England. So I played for the perennial powerhouse in Newcastle Eagles. Um, I think when I showed up there, they had won like three championships in a row, four trophies in a row, four cups in a row. And then um, we went 0 for 3 when I was there. And we played in the finals in all of them and lost. And that's how my five-on-five career ended. Um, and I wasn't satisfied. And so I actually took a year off of basketball before I got into three-on-three. And in that year, I did Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, because I had to, like, get my energy out you know, yeah. just do whatever. Um, my cousin's a black belt and he's like, yeah, this is great. You know, you'll stay in shape. And uh, after a year of fighting to my death over and over again, I realized that I needed to play basketball. And um, what, you, what you forgot to add was that you won a gold medal though. I did. I did. Yes. <laughs> so um, what year would have this been? 2016, I was IBJJF gold medalist white belt in middleweight, <laughs> which means I was the best white belt at 180 pounds in North America. And that's alongside your World Cup gold medal, I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, I have those two. Unfortunately, the amount of time that I put into jiu-jitsu is a little bit different than basketball. Yeah. Um, but I actually think that there are some uh, correlated skills in jiu-jitsu in three-on-three <laughs> with the physical play um, playing in China. Yeah, yeah, and playing in China. Um, so I realized that after doing jiu-jitsu that I still missed the game of basketball, that I wanted to play the game of basketball. And then that was after that, like, 12-month period, that's kind of when three-on-three started speeding up. Um, we play, I, I'd been playing three-on-three for a long time. Um, I actually started back in college playing in hoop-it-ups. Um, and, uh, actually had won a couple world championships playing three on three, uh, in the hoop it up series, which was like a big, uh, like U S brand of like old school, like black top, um, three on three basketball, like totally different rules. Yeah. No shot clock. We would like milk the clock for like a minute until we got a layup. <laughs> the, other uh, the other team was just so frustrated with us that they'd like stop playing defense, um, but it was fun. And then after that's how we got the original invite to the USA basketball's national tournament. Okay. Because I felt like this is just my opinion, but they were like, who plays three on three in the United States? Like who's mm. good. And so that's how we got the initial invite. And then we just ended up winning national championship after national championship. And then that's kind of how my team Princeton three X three and the U.S. national team stuff started taking place. So I want to take you back because, I mean, obviously I was reading about it and it's awesome. It's been like that trajectory. And even like, I can be honest, it's like Australia, very fresh into the sport, even that from the outlook, you know, when you, you see that. I remember I've just finished playing professional basketball for 10 years. And even when the Australian national team, I was like, who are some of these guys like playing it? But I want to take you back to that very first time in Puerto Rico. I think you got... you. you that was a bit of a highlight. Can you, yeah, elaborate on and how all that was and then how it's sort of, I guess, what you've seen change in 3X3, what I've seen change in 
the way it's officiated in the year, but even, yeah, that professionalism, I guess. So we played in Puerto Rico, um, and I played with Tavares Hardy, who played at Northwestern. I played with Jatim Young, who has played at Northwestern, um, first team all Big Ten. I played with Arnie Duncan, who played at Harvard. Uh, I actually think he played in the NBL uh, way back when. He's, okay, yeah. he, uh, he's probably, I don't want to insult him, but he's probably 50 now. Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's being generous. I don't know. Hopefully he's not watching. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's not watching. Um, and that was like the first tournament that was like a cash prize. And we had no idea. And we ended up losing to um, four guys from Philadelphia that were like good basketball players. But they didn't really have any like formal structure. Like I was playing with four Division One guys, three of whom played professionally. And with that style and that format, we ended up losing because we didn't really understand the strategy of shot clock, change of possession, um, defensive transition. So we got baited into playing a lot of one-on-one and, and doing things that once you realize if you're disciplined, you can eliminate a lot of those things. And then after that, we went to the U.S. National Tournament. We won that. And then USA Basketball asked us to play in the World Cup in 2017. And then that's how the journey with USA Basketball started. So touching on that then, I mean, must be a humbling experience. And you sort of spoke about that um, as well. I mean, USA is a traditional powerhouse and you get your colors lowered a little bit. Um, even when I first got into this, I, I thought, who's winning for X3 America? You know, and then you sort of say that. But talk to me about 2017 and that experience with the World Cup. So after we won the national tournament, USA Basketball asked the four guys that won to be Team USA. And that was myself, Craig Moore, Zaheer Carrington, and Dan Mavradis. Um, that group before the World Cup had not played in any international experience. So we had zero expectations of like who we're playing, what teams are good. You know, we had heard that Serbia had won like, I don't know, three tournaments before that, like World Cups. Um, and then we got our skates blown off in the first game against the Netherlands, um, who were good, but we just didn't have any experience. And um, we ended up going through the qualifying or the, the, the pool play and then played Serbia in the quarterfinals. And um, I think we lost like, 15-13 or 16-13, like it was a close game, um, but there was a clear difference in how that game was played than all of our other experiences. And you could really tell that they were professional in every kind of way um, at that tournament, and then subsequently every tournament since then, we've seen them numerous times, mm. numerous, numerous times. And so, you know, when you wear USA on your, on your chest, you know, there comes a lot of expectations. And yeah. um, when you, I, I remember this because USA Basketball, like on their Twitter account or social media, like here are the four guys that are representing the United States. And it's like, literally, the, it was online trolls just destroying us. Yeah, and it yeah, was like, cool. these guys look like three karate dads 
taking their kids to karate school on Sunday. And ironically, that's one of my nicknames now is Karate Poppy, but it fits because I did jujitsu for a year. <laughs> exactly. So you're like, ah, there you go. He's done like, his research. Well done. Yeah. And so, you know, it was also motivation because, you know, you, you lose and you don't go home with any hardware and you're like, well, that sucked. Um, you know, how do we, how do we progress from there? And that's when we realized that we needed to start playing professional full time. And then Princeton 3x3 was born and we've played in like 75 professional tournaments since 2017. So yeah, going to that, I mean, what a jump and obviously 2017 to 2018 and I saw the guys strategically planning the times you can do that 3x3, you win this challenge, you get to this Masters event. But I mean, have you seen that obviously uh progression of USA basketball, you know, is obviously quite evident with with the results last year in the World Cup and 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 thing. But ha- have you seen that that 2018 in the World Tour to 2019? I think USA basketball is still behind, um, and I say that because the basketball market, everyone's dream is still to play in the NBA. And if they're not in the NBA, they're going to play in Europe. And the money for playing five on five is still good enough um, to dissuade you from playing three on three. Um, And once three on three gets to that tipping point of, you know, guys are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, then you'll start to see that shift of talent that you can take from five on five. Now I'm not, taking anything away from our players um you know we all play the the funny thing is is that we all played professional basketball um on our team and we had guys that played in greece we had guys that played in romania uh robbie played in the nba for two years uh, kareem played in poland so it's like you know we touched on all the top leagues in europe and we still weren't having the results that we wanted in three on three and it shows that you can be talented in five on five, but there's this learning curve to the skill sets, the strategy. Um, you know, when you're going into a five on five game, you have a coach who's telling you exactly what to do, what your scouting report is. You have a whole week to prepare, but in a three on three tournament, you play a 10 minute game, you sit out for an hour, you have to warm yourself back up. You have to play another game, sit out, play another game and then do the whole thing again uh, the next day without knowing who you're going to play. And so it takes a lot of preparation and, and understanding the the rules and the, the, the the framework of the sport to be successful. Like I'll give you an example. Last year at U S national tournament, um, USA basketball invited, uh, I think there were 16 men's teams. They took two, two teams from college kids that had just graduated that were directly out of college. Uh, they were all like all conference from the Mid-American Conference. Uh, there were some kids from like the West Coast Conference. Um, they took three teams from G League players. So they had 12 G League players um, that they hand-selected that they thought would be good at three-on-three. And then the rest were all um, – professional three-on-three teams like us, New York, Harlem, um, three ball, Minnesota, some of those other teams, not one G league team made it past the quarterfinals 
and not one only uh actually the two college teams coincidentally made it to the semifinals which i thought was interesting um so it shows that like these g league players are super talented but they don't have the strategy to 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 play a whole tournament and understand the preparation and the scouting in between games and the the strategy of fouls and there's just so much that goes into it that's different than five on five and that if you are not prepared you can lose because it's only a 10 minute game and there's no second half and it's a possession or two you can see it exactly nine two threes and you might have control of the game and yeah it is it's interesting yeah, like you touched on that. I mean, it is. It's such a strategic game. I always, I always find it funny too. Like you played a couple of tournaments, or and they've got a, a former professional player or a current professional player, and it's all the hoorah about them. But you sort of go like, I'd rather play them yeah, than a guy that might be doesn't have the reputation because they know they play a game. Talking about that, and this is the thing. Even when we we I remember qualifying for the World Cup. We had to go to Puerto Rico and I'd just been done. I just won a championship. So I was still flying high. First time representing Australia. And so I thought, yeah, I'm going to have these fly over there. Um, we're going to have a few days to prepare, you know, all this sort of stuff to then, nah, like you're initially you're flying in the day before the tournament. They were fortunate enough to move it back because of, of jet lag and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, take me through that because even those world tours, so like I remember playing one in, in Manila, flying in the night before, getting up, um, playing in a qualifying tournament. I'm sure this is maybe not Princeton now, but yeah, like getting up to a tournament in, in a shopping center at eight o'clock. Everything was delayed till sitting there to 10, playing a qualifying tournament, playing three games, and then playing another two games. And so, yeah, take me that your experiences. I mean, and it is. It's you. You got to get ready. <laughs> you're sitting around all day, and then and then what I loved as well. Speaking like you got you plant your, you're not full, you're full time workers as well. So you got to get back to work on Monday. Yeah. Um, like I mean, how's that all been? So, I for me, I've been very lucky in terms of having my work schedule be incredibly flexible. Um, and mostly because I'm self-employed. Yeah. So I get to, you know, I work in real estate during the day and then I play three on three basketball um, during the week. But to touch on your point of the travel, to, to give an example, we played in 28 events last year. So, and that's from April until November. Uh, and that was in 17 different countries. So, nice. and the majority of the countries are in Asia or in Europe. So what happens is, is you would leave on a Wednesday night. You would fly 24 hours to get to your destination and it would be Friday morning or Friday midday. You'd have one practice and then you'd just want to sleep because you're jet lagged. And then <laughs> games start the next morning at 10 a.m., right? Yeah. So then you play your games. If you win, great. You play Saturday, you play Sunday, if you make it all the way to the finals, you're playing until 6 p.m. on Sunday. Then your flight out is Monday morning. So you just had five games of uh, very physical basketball, <laughs> brutal basketball, and you're not playing on a nice hardwood court. You don't have the trainers. Um, you know, sometimes you're, you're in China and you don't 
know what your next meal is going to be. So like you just eat a lot of noodles. Um, and, but that's also like, you, you know, you need to eat right because otherwise you don't have the energy and all these things. So then you fly home on Monday. By the time you get home Monday, it's either really late Monday night or it's Tuesday. And if you have an, uh, an event the next weekend, that means you have Tuesday at home and then you're leaving on Wednesday. Wow. And then you do the whole thing over again. And so what happens is I think our team does it smart where we, we rotate all six of our players. So you can take four players to an event, uh, but you can have six on a roster. Yeah. The teams that only have four, I don't know how they do it. I, like, maybe it's because they're younger. You know, I'm 34. I'm one of the – I'm probably that in that top – yeah, I'm in that, that top age bracket. Um, but to take four guys and do that back to back to back, it's, it's brutal. And you, and you see it sometimes where you're like, oh, these guys just flew from the Philippines and they're coming to North America and you're like, they don't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, when, when that qualifier, you're like, yes, got an easy one there. So, and you think like, is it coincidence? that we won the LA world tour. I don't think it is. I think like our first world tour masters was on us soil. Like I flew two hours. I normally fly 23 and have a a layover. So, you know, all of those things factor in to, to how you can succeed in this sport. You know, you really need to manage (laughs) my dad. My dad recommended that I, take a mattress with me everywhere I go so I can get a good night's sleep. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that sounds nice in theory, but like you get a hotel room in Europe and it's a single bed right next to your roommate. Yeah. Now let's um, talk about um, last year and the world cup and kind of first off, congratulations. You were a pleasure to watch. Um, And and also I thought you, um, I mean, obviously Robbie was, sensational i mean everyone had their moments but i thought yeah you really took the game by its horns against latvia in the in the grand final yourself but first off the initial um i guess your initial reaction to briante weber being selected um because i remember looking at the roster and then you coming in and i remembered like first game against serbia massive matchup and you hitting big shot and thinking yeah i mean it looks like it was maybe smarter to bring you along. I mean, how's that reaction? Then obviously the overwhelming um, emotion of winning that. I mean, you, you love saying, I love that about sports. And you see that with, um, obviously, you, you're proud about representing your country, but to win that on the biggest stage in an unbelievable environment. I mean, talk to me about that. Yeah. Um, so the 2019 US National Championships, um, we played in our, in our team, um, myself, Robbie Hummel, um, Kareem Maddox, and Dan Mervades won the tournament. Um, USA Basketball was selecting athletes from that tournament to represent the U.S. at the World Cup. Um, initially, we thought we won and we dominated everyone at that tournament that we thought it was likely that they would take the four of us because we have the chemistry. We've been playing together for a couple of years. Um, it felt like a natural fit. And then when they announced the roster, it was like a real gut punch to be like, wait a second, I just won the tournament. I just beat Briante Weber in the quarterfinals. 
um, and I was selected as an alternate. And, um, you know, it's one of those things as an athlete where you're, you're disappointed at the time, but you know that you need to continue to like put your best foot forward. Um, and so I think they were inviting us to training camp and Briante Weber was getting tryouts with the NBA and had to miss a couple of days. And USA basketball thought that myself and him were close enough that since I was available, they just, they just switched it. It wasn't anything other than that. Really. It wasn't the style of play or, or this or that. It was like, we think they're two good players. We didn't know how to choose. We're going with Briante. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to, to get put on the roster and, um, obviously it worked out the way that it was supposed to, you know, winning the gold medal and, um, getting some type of redemption, kind of like I told you so, but it's really more a testament to our team and kind of how we came together. Um, mm. You know, having a new player, Canyon Barry, who uh, plays in the G League, uh, very talented young kid, um, I think it would have been harder to m mash two new guys and two experienced players. Um, but I think one of the things that worked out for us is that we had three guys that were a nucleus and we brought in Canyon and um, he fit in really well. And then it was kind of off to the races in terms of um, playing at the world cup. And then when you get there and you see that um, the world cup, they built a stadium right in front of the, um, the museum, the museum plane it was like 2000 seats. It was, um, an experience that I'll probably never forget. And I'd argue that it's the greatest basketball moment in my career. Um, mm. ha having a chance to, to play on that scale, to, to re redeem yourself from 2017 when you just failed in the quarterfinals, um, getting to beat Serbia in the, quarter, in the first game, getting to beat the Netherlands and knock them out of pool play, um, and then playing arguably one of the best professional three-on-three -three teams in the world right now, Riga, they're from Latvia, and playing them in the finals and having the, the individual performance that I had, but also the way that the team played. You know, I felt like we were incredibly disciplined throughout the tournament. I didn't think we had very many mental lapses. And um, we capitalized on that and uh, ended up winning gold medal. And that was so, awesome to watch. But I want to finish on the last thing and commend you on this. And this is uh, Force Ten Three X Three, and, and obviously uh, with your with your partner and um, yeah, quality, uh, which also I'm, I'm quite passionate about. And um, we saw the emergence of the Women's World Tour last year, and, and so yeah, if we can just finish on that, uh, because I think it's absolutely incredible. And obviously, read about it how you you presented to a boardroom full of women, which generally <laughs> isn't the case. Um, I'm sure it's an intimidating experience, but I mean, talk to me about how that's going. What you, what's the ambitions for that? Uh, where do you see that projecting? Yeah. So the Alana McDonald, um, my wife, she saw this opportunity. She's been involved with sports forever and she saw all of the opportunities that were happening for men in three on three or three X three. And 
she realized that there was already becoming a disparity between men and women's sports in what is a new sport and going to be a new Olympic sport. And she, she fought tooth and nail with FIBA, with event organizers, trying to create and then ultimately created the first professional women's team um, in the United States, Force 10 3X3. She went directly to the Seattle Storm, which is the women's professional team in the WNBA, and the, they were the defending WNBA champions at the time. And she pitched to them, we need to do this because there's already becoming a gap uh, in this sport between men and women. And she pitched the, the owners, and it was an all-female owner group, the president and CEO, uh, Alicia Valvanas, and they were like, yeah, we agree. And so Force 10 um, started, and they needed a coach. And they, that's how I got involved. Um, and they have unbelievably talented women in this force 10 group, you know, all four of them have WNBA experience. They were like the seventh pick in the WNBA draft. Um, They played overseas and it's been a really interesting experience because there is an impact that's happening. And, you know, JL from the three X three hustle has been involved and it's really it's really interesting and exciting to see how these networks are connecting to help push this forward. Um, because there, right now, there aren't the professional opportunities for women in 3x3 that there are for men. And it takes organizations like the 3x3 Hustle and organizations like Force 10 to push that forward. And I think that that's special. And I think that it's also really exciting because the women's games are everything that you could hope for in a three-on-three match. It's not like, you know, everyone always talks about dunking and doing all this, but when you can understand the skill and the technique and the strategy, it's like, it's a no-brainer. And so I'm just fortunate enough to be involved in that with helping with my experience and being able to coach them. Um, And those women for Force 10 got to, to compete for the national team that would have been going to the Olympics. Um, so it's like, it's, it's a win-win situation and, um, it's really exciting. I'll commend you for that and well done and, and good luck with those, uh, endeavors, mate. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to, yeah, wrap it all up, um, put it in a little bit of a time slot, but mate, um, obviously really want to thank you, um, on behalf of the team here and, um, good luck with everything that's going on. It's been uh, awesome to see obviously what you guys did last year at Princeton, obviously has been on the map. Um, yeah, massively um, last year. But thank you again for joining 3X3 Hustle Hype. For everyone else, thanks for tuning in. You can uh, catch us up on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the likes. We get. Thanks again, Damon. Really appreciate your time and, and looking forward to uh, staying in touch. i just looking forward to the time that we actually get to play against each other. You know, that hasn't happened yet. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm looking, because that was the thing, like only once have I really World Cup Latvia felt like my numbers have been colored and, and from uh, lowered, sorry. And it was like, 
same maybe in 2017 when you like you're humbling that was the first time and that was actually like third me on i was like you know what i actually really want to invest um a lot of time into this and money because it's like i like fell in love with it but now yeah. i'm looking forward to match up will be fun yeah looking forward to it too thank you thanks mate appreciate it